Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with TJ Miller. Well, hello everybody, it's me, TJ Miller, recording into my Olympus 328i recorder that I bought in 1990. Who gives a hoot? And I just, I don't know, I'm a little irate, you know, and that's a word that I don't use often, but when I do, I'm pissed. Okay? And I just, I don't know, I heard that Cash Levy is doing a podcast marathon of his popular Cashing In with TJ Miller podcast, and he hasn't invited me. How did I hear? A little bird told me. Who told that little bird? A smaller bird. Who told that bird? A larger bird, but not bigger than the first bird, but larger than the second bird. A medium-sized, small bird. Okay? So, I don't know if you guys approve of this, but I think that the 12 and a half should know that Cash and I, while still friends, we're not as good at friends. In fact, on the Zeter-Beater friendship scale, I'd say right now we're at a 17. Yeah, I said it. I bred it, and now it's time to put it to bed it. Okay? So what I'm going to do is I am actually going to bust in on this little podcast marathon and see who his buddies and friends and podcast guests... Look how angry I am. I can't even squawk. God slam it. All right, I'm walking in on him. I'm going to bust in, and then we'll see just who who he values more than me as a podcast guest. Cash? Golly, what are you... Cash, what are you doing? You're alone in here. Hey, TJ. Is it, are you on a treadmill? Yeah, I'm doing... What is I'm that? Is that a, a treadmill or is that moving ground? No, it's a real treadmill. I'm running a marathon and doing the pot at the same time. It's a this, podcast marathon. Oh God, I am so embarrassed. I broke in on you because I thought that you I were I can't talk. Mar- it's only been a quarter of a mile. Uh, really? I don't know if I'm going to make it. Are you eating chicken fajita? Can you hand fajita? me that chicken fajita pita? Can you hand that to you me? You are. You're eating chicken fajita pitas. It's it's more of a treadmill. It's a treadmill than it's a real meal? Now, do you eat chicken fajita pitas because... Can you stop the treadmill for a second, please? Whoa! Oh, my God! You fell off twice, oh. three times. You oh. fell to the ground. Oh, jeez. That was my hard. My God. That was that was ambitious. Straight so to the you marathon. were having a treadmill. I was having a treadmill. How now? Do you eat chicken fajita pitas because they rhyme or because you find them to be delicious? I think they're tasty. I think they're very tasty and they're very delicious and they're very they they give you energy for long periods of time. They do. You, you can have like I used, chicken, to, I used to play a doubleheader or the fajita. I play a doubleheader, which means two baseball games. If you know that, 
And I would, I would eat two chicken fajita pitas and it would get me through a double header. Really? Yeah. And I thought there were hits inside the chicken fajita pitas. If you, the more you ate, the more base hits you'd get. So sometimes I'd, I'd eat three or four. You eat three or four yeah, chicken or four. fajita pitas. So that's why the whole treadmill is surrounded by chicken fajita pitas. Because wait, wait a second, wait, 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 you're distracting me. What are you doing here? This is a podcast well, marathon. Why did you just storm in? I'm, Why- I'm ashamed to admit it, but I, I thought you'd invited a number of people to do the podcast all at once and. I don't know. You didn't well, ask me, and I just... Well, no, I, I, of course I invited a bunch of people. They all said no. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. That's how the whole show works. Well, don't drown your sorrows in chicken fajita pitas. <laughs> hey. Don't well, eat your feelings. You know Unless what? you're feeling like having another chicken fajita pita. See, the only reason I eat them is because they rhyme. Because they sound good? Yeah. 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 Do you like them? Yeah, I do, but I've never sought out a chicken fajita pita. I'll go out of my way for a chicken fajita pita. I, now, I, some people that don't speak the language, they'll they'll call it the chicken fajita pita. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Or a pita. Mm. Fajita pita? A chicken fajita pita. <laughs> Let's have some fajita pitas. Let's have some fajita pitas. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, you know what? While you're here, do you actually, do you want to do a Are podcast? Are kidding? Yes. Oh my God! This is I amazing. I'm sorry, I didn't even wait for you to finish. Well, no, I just this is this is wonderful. I'm so glad you're interested in doing it. Well, thank you for having. Um, I mean, you, thank you for even considering. Do you think it. we should I'd do the lo- show like we normally do it? I'd like, yeah, sure. I'd love to have a, a treadmill with you sometime, though. You know, when I'm when I'm tread when I'm when I'm on the treadmill, you know, which is when I'm eating meals primarily on the treadmill. I, I you know, I, I can't eat a chicken fajita pita. What if the the chicken falls down into the 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 mill? Mm-hmm. Into the, or into yeah, the, the treads, part. right? What do you think is the biggest thing anyone's ever eaten on a treadmill? Like, do you think anyone's ever <laughs> tried to eat like an entire turkey, uh, turkey yeah, or turkey. maybe the head of a pig or a ham? Do you, how much who, calorie? I like, I like to much, know who you know that's eating just the head of a pig. I don't know. I just like the expression, bring me the head of a pig. That's always uh, a... <laughs> That's always cracking me up, but but like, do you think anyone's ever used cutlery while while being on a good. on a treadmill? I mean, they shouldn't. It's I'm sure they weren't against unless it, unless it's sporks. I've eaten a bucket of fried chicken on a treadmill. It that was, was a, my treadmill, really. Yeah, mostly dark meat. Triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round, round. Question number question base. three. Base. What should the neti pot slogan be? Now, a neti pot is a pot to put water in your nose right right it's like a face enema it's an internal facial or who's up for some nose tea (laughs) i think the third one is for sure (laughs) who's up for some nose tea neti pot who's up for some nose tea I don't know if it, why it would be said like that. Uh, I like it's like a face enema. It's like a face enema. It's very funny. But then that makes you just how about, think. Uh, you know, I, I, how about, I have enough trouble not thinking of people's nostrils as tiny anuses. How about douching isn't just for vaginas anymore? I, I like vaginas because that's how about nose douche? in Virginia. Nose douching. Nose douche is good. Neti pot. Go ahead and nose douche. Yeah. But again, I don't like thinking of the nostrils as tiny vaginas, as small anuses at the end of your nose, you know? Because hmm. then you're looking at somebody and their nostrils are flaring and you just imagine diarrhea coming out of the front of their face. I don't know, man. I think who's up for some nose teas? Who's up for some nose tea is great. It's an internal facial. No, I don't, I don't think you need to do that one. Yeah. Um, 
neti pot. Have you ever done that? When I'm when I'm really freaked out about a show and I've been sick, I've tried it. I've done. I, I did a, a, a nasal rinse once, but I, I bought a neti pot. I just never used it. I get so worried. You know, if the water is dirty, then yeah. the bacteria will get into your brain. Yeah. No, you can die from it. You can actually drown. So if what you is do it what wrong. is even the point? It's a of dangerous that. thing to. What be about doing? neti pot? Dewey, that's who it was. Dewey, Dewey, Dewey Cheatham or Howe. Right. I knew it was started with a D. I thought it was Dempsey. Dewey. So, if you were to say, um, I haven't been laid since the Dewey administration, wouldn't, wouldn't that be even more pronounced? Because it would be like, well, he didn't even become president. That means you're a virgin. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right? So I, we should start naming presidents that hadn't, you know? You know, we could even call virgins Deweys, but I think... I've been laid since the McCain administration. I, I haven't been. I haven't been laid since the Dewey administration. Oh, you're a virgin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about this slogan it's for Nettie Pot? Away. Yeah, Nettie Pot. Nettie Pot. Who exactly is Nettie? <laughs> is that a good one? <laughs> I don't. Smoke, I smoke some of that motherfucking Nettie Pot. This that is, shit. This will is a great make time. Your sinuses clear. <laughs> this is a great time, though, to. Just tell the listeners and the viewers. I know a lot of people out there are watching on their cell phones and their wristwatches. Oh yeah, Uh, some people are just drawing stick figures of us Mm -hmm. on cave walls, sketch courtroom sketches. They're character artists out there, uh, caricature artists. uh, You know, pulling over even though they're bad drivers and they're taking pictures. Do you think there are some assholes that are like? Uh, I'm not a caricature artist. I'm a character artist. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, only draw characters. Cash and TJ intimately want to know where, where were you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we have to get that song. We lost it. We got to get it back. I don't know. That's twelve and a half. One. You tell us of, of at least if there's three to four people of the twelve and a half that prefer us to keep doing what hurts. As the music for where yeah, were you? Yeah, just just to kind of keep it keep it fresh. I um, I was in the Bay Area, and you know I just did the um, rooster teeth roosters, and I just wanted to say a lot of people come up after the show that listen to the podcast, and I understand how disappointing it is to meet someone you've listened to for over a year. Mm. Uh, they don't look like you expected them to look, Mm-mm. and they are not as attractive as you thought they'd be. And I just want all of you to know that that trust me. As disappointed as you are when you meet me, I'm more disappointed in myself when I look in the mirror. I mean, I am stunned that I sound this good and look this bad. <laughs> You've got a face for feel, radio. I always feel a tiny bit embarrassed when I meet people because they're always like, <laughs> is that the guy that... But uh, no, I met a lot of nice people. Uh, one guy, um, in fact, he, I think he... I think he masked her. He, he, he sent gave you a compliment. You put a handle on it, made it a ladle. Yeah, a couple people brought ladles, and uh, that was that. good. One fella, I'm just going to give him a shout. He came up, and uh, he, I don't know, he, he was working out and listening to the show, mm-hmm. and he uh, threw up uh, in his mouth while he was working out. And I liked but that. That was because that was really he was cool. drinking milk and cayenne pepper. <laughs> I think he was doing a treadmill. Uh, when yeah, he did be that. careful if you're having a treadmill because you can really you can choke and throw up. But that feels like a good way to uh, to work out. I mean, it's 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 almost like an, it's 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 like bulimia plus. Yeah, we actually throw up during the workout. Right, right. You're so burning you're actually, calories you're and actually, vomiting. It's like them. double the bulimia. Fine. How about it? 
So I think that should be a good workout. I want to say to everybody who is working out right now, you know, at this very moment, push yourself, push it, push it harder, make it, get there, get there, care about it. One more, push it. Another rep. If you're just running, bring your heels up higher. (laughs) Get your knees to your nipples. Feel the burn. Feel the muscles separate from the bone. That's good. Now put your face on the back of your neck. (laughs) Breathe into your face. Feel the burn. Feel the stretch. Massage your liver with your mind. Make it dance. Feel the burn. Make it dance. The burn is in your imagination. I'm standing behind you with a hot poker iron. Oh, you looked. You turned around. It wasn't cash at all. Think of the $20 it cost you to get into this hot, stinky hellhole. Feel the burn. I wonder how many of the 12 and a half people that listen are... That was my yoga, yoga studio. Yeah, I exactly. Yoga instructor. If one more person says to me, you should try yoga, I will punch them in the face. I will. Uh, I better do it before they turn it just, into a downward-facing dog. People, are, people think yoga is just going to save every problem you may possibly have. You could have a well, nail in your hand. They're like, you should try yoga. <laughs> yoga will get that How out. How often have we had a nail in oh, our Oh, Dewey hands. wasn't president? If he had tried yoga, he would have been our president. Yeah. I, I'm tired of hearing about yoga and on all of its healing powers. Well, people, you know, people want to... Uh, people want to in fact, you know what? That's going to bring us to an essential question, you. but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the where were you, and then we're going to go on to the next question. Okay. But the where were you? I was in the Bay Area, and this is something that happened last night. So my dad takes us to the airport. Uh, it was my wife, my two kids. They came on this trip. We're at the airport, and he has a hatchback, and I pressed this button. He was getting the luggage out, and I pressed this button, which makes the hatchback go down. Mm-hmm. By mistake, I, should, I thought it would make the hatchback go up. And my dad's fingers, two of his fingers, were crushed in the hatchback. No. My, my father, my dear father. And he, he screamed out. And this, this is the part that concerns me about myself. I, okay, his hands are crushed in the, in the trunk, basically, of a car, right? And it's latched already. Now, instead of looking for the latch to unlatch it, I reached over... Took his hand and pulled on it, <laughs> trying no, to. He, and he yelled, "He's like, no!" And I, and that course, I stopped doing it. But how illogical is that? How illogical am I in a crisis? Yeah. To, I mean, if someone gets your leg caught in a bear trap, you look for the release. You don't pull on their leg. They've already that's already occurred to them to pull on the leg. I was so upset with myself. I'm like, what? How bad are you in a crisis to there's pull a, on someone's leg? I could have pulled his fingers the baby off. and you just throw it onto the oven. <laughs> It was it the, the dumbest thing, and then I did find the latch. It came up, and the you know paramedics had to come, and he had, oh, had some stitches, God. and it was really bad. And I felt horrible. I felt like I could have, if I had just found the latch quicker, you know, that wouldn't have happened. But you're not logical in a, in a uh, you know in a, a, a pressure situation like that. I guess. Well, it's just concerning. I mean, but I'm sure it would have occurred to him just to pull his hand out himself. Me helping him pull out it. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, he was probably already pulling. And you're like, let me help you hurt yeah. your hand more. Yeah. So that that was stressful. So and then we got home, and, and April's got she's she's got a job on some sort of, I don't even want to talk about what it is, but she's got a job, so she has to be gone for about four days. And so now we have two babies, and she has basically found babysitters for most of the time. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, the last person they should be with for the duration their father, for, yeah. their father like the last person you would want taking care of your kids for literally eight hours a day is is their dad 
yeah. uh, especially one that was dumb enough to slam his dad's hand in a door and then pull on it as as a, as a way of fixing the situation. So, I mean, but I don't trust myself, really. My fathering skills right now, TJ, you haven't seen me. I've gone from thinking, like, I didn't want them to play video games or watch TV to just trying to survive. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even, like, attempting to be a good dad. I'm just trying to get through it. I understand. It's too hard. Yeah. It's just too hard. And that, of course, was Journey's Don't Stop Believing. I'm TJ Miller, CBC Booze Christmas. You have joined us for the music episode. Yes. That's right. We're broadcasting live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. Ugh, I love Cleveland, Ohio. I've always hated Cleveland, Nebraska. Yeah, it's not as good of a Cleveland. I don't even think it exists. It's, I don't even think it, there's no existences there. Um, you know, and musicians from miles around have come here to celebrate and kind of question T.J. Miller about why he did the extended play EP. And it's really just who's who in uh, music here. I can see El DeBarge even, in the distance. It's not even uh, filing who's in who. El who's who. Who's that? <laughs> uh, it, Michael McDonald is here. I keep forgetting not in love Gosh, don't, anymore. Don't, don't, I mean, what if he hears you singing that? Never be the same. <laughs> Sir Mix a lot is here. I mean, everyone's here. It's great. I look around the room. I think that's the only time in the history of music that the phrase or the sentence "Sir Mix a lot is here." Everyone's here. Everyone's has here. ever been used. It's all. Everyone's here. Look around you. Everyone's here to question you about the extended play EP. And we're going to get some great interviews. I see uh, Kip Winger is here from. Uh, He's hitting on Tiffany. What is he uh, from? So I can't get them to come over. Hey, Kip. Yeah, he's he's working on Kip Tiffany. Winger, right what, it, Kip it, Winger from the uh, musical uh, group uh, Winger. <laughs> Kip Winger. I see uh, Crash Test Dummies are here. They're hanging out with the cars. That's I, kind of ironic. I say That's a wordplay. Wordplay. <laughs> I, I try I to see, get TJ on my side for this I, episode. I see nine of the eight of the members of 98 Degrees. Do you see that? Yeah. Hmm. There's either an ugly version of Jermaine Jackson or Kip Winger. I don't, or I don't Kip know, which, I don't know who or, it is. Yeah. Or Kip is here. Kip Winger. Uh, it's all funny, the great I know musicians. so little about music that I'm like trying to generate. We well, you know what's weird. Music what's weird about all this? We have all these great musicians around us, and there's and we're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and there's no. This is the first time in months where there's been no DJ anywhere near me. No DJ, which you love. I hate DJs. No DJ anywhere near. Uh, they would. They wouldn't. There's no DJs and no salads at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They do have a lot of great things on the wall, though. And you would just expect, like, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, musical instruments, right? You would expect like guitars or basses. They, but have, they the, have other things. They the, have the, the chains from Alice in Chains. They have the chains from Alice in Chains. They have the chainsaw that Joe Walsh used to ruin a hotel room. <laughs> uh, they have the mud shark that Led Zeppelin used to. Uh, this, to, to hang out with a groupie. I don't know if you've heard that story. They have, uh, they have some lip gloss that Mick Jagger refused <laughs> to put on because he said it wasn't his brand. They have the camera that Chuck Berry used to spray, spy on women, like in the toilets. They have, Al, they have Allison Galansky's Jew harp, which is uh, that's a mouth harp. But on the it wall? Used to be called. Yeah, I see yeah. it over there. I see, I see the gravel that Bob Dylan used to gargle with before he sang. I see that <laughs> on the wall. Over in the corner there. Do you see that? I do. I see that. I think I saw some of that on the driveway up also. <laughs> Look, they have uh, here uh, six or seven bottles of beer with very little beer left, but cigarette butts in them that Van Morrison drank from the morning after <laughs> he went out drinking. Uh, they have the toilet seat on the wall. 
that they, Elvis was sitting on? They have Van Morrison's uh, birth certificate, which actually, who knew, his first name is Donovan, and his last <laughs> name is Morrisanowich. <laughs> they have a bathtub on the wall. I think that's from uh, Jim Morrison. Which I, sure. I bet Van Morrison could get tired of kids oh, I see. like, oh, I want Morrisanowiches, you know? <laughs> Whenever they're at a Jimmy John's. Also, because that didn't exist back then. I see uh, Billy Idol over in the corner. Start again. I don't think if you sort of yell <laughs> I was the just songs trying to get someone of come these over. guys. Yeah, this is part of the reason no one's really talked to us. There's a lot of here. reasons why no one comes on my show except you. And it's partially because I don't listen very well. I also don't pronunciate very yeah, well been, or pronunciate. You've been talking about this, though. I think you're a very good listener. I oh, just think you. when given the... The choice between talking and listening, mm -hmm. you're going with talking every time, baby. <laughs> every time. Well, you know what? In future episodes, we're going to dig into your personal life. We're going to. I'm going to start really prying. The more I thought about it recently, the times, the few times you've been able to do my show, we've done some things about me, and I'm. I'm going to start to get down. I'm going to really get in there and find out what your childhood was like. This is going to get more Freudian. I want to talk to you about some Freudian things like what's the closest your head has been to a, another man's penis? Mm, that's, yeah. I don't know if I that's dropped, Freudian. Is that Freudian? I dropped, I, I dropped some change. <laughs> I dropped, It's wish fulfillment for you. Uh, I, I dropped some change in a locker room the other day, and I went down to get it. And when I looked up, either a guy's penis was there or his chili dog had just fallen out of the bun and was pelvis level. <laughs> When I looked, because there was chili all over. Yeah, yeah, it was a dead giveaway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else do you, do you enjoy like, in the Rock and Roll Hall? I like of Fame? someone saying "dead giveaway" when there are two options. It's, it's, it really is. Yeah, it's either the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame <laughs> or it's an alleyway, and you're like, "That's a de it's a dead giveaway." <laughs> I really didn't say anything there, did I? Uh, you know what? The whole show is just a dead giveaway. That's really it, is. That's it is. It's a dead giveaway. It's a free <laughs> podcast. And it's dead on arrival. Where, where, does, where, does, <laughs> where does dead giveaway come from? Do you think? I don't even know what the origins know. of that. It's like a mafia phrase. And, and it must be this. It must be, uh, it must be somebody comes over and goes, well, he's not breathing. He's not moving. He's not responding to anything. Detective uh, Morrison, what do you think? Well, all those things you just said are dead giveaway. He's dead. <laughs> Is that where it all started? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. If any of the 12 and a half really you know, know what, what, where you that know, came from. Let us know where that came from. Tweet at us. Yeah. Don't tweet to us. Tweet at us. I remember I actually went. I don't think I've ever told you this story, but when I was in Argentina. Anyway, about me. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. Go on. When I was in Argentina, there was a bar in Ricoleta, which was sort of where I was living. And... Uh, the the big thing on the bar was they had these three big chalkboards. And excuse me, one of them was like the specials of the day. And then one was the person who had taken the most shots. And one was the person who had drank the most pints of beer. And I think it was like, you know, 22 beers or just something that was really. Record. That was the record. It fell out of reach, you know. To you. Do you remember that person's being. name? No. And Could it have been Jim Morrison? It might have been Jim Morrison. It was Jim Van Morrison, <laughs> the long-lost brother of those two guys. Could it have been Kip Winger that has that record? It was uh, – he couldn't do it without the rest of the band's uh, – the rest of the band's right. members of Winger. 
So did you try to do it? Well, of course. And so <laughs> me and these two guys from Texas who, you know, I can't stand that ethnicity, but it's, you know, sometimes you've only got a limited number of people that you can drink with. We went to the bar towards the end of this sort of semester studying in uh, Argentina. And we went and we we decided we were all going to sit down and try. And I mean, I remember one of these Texan guys was really big. He mm-hmm. was like – you know when you see a guy and you're was like – Was he big before or after the drinking? He was big. He was big before. <laughs> but you should have seen him after. We had to roll him out and into a chocolate river. Uh, <laughs> I am chock full of Willy Wonka references. C-H-O-C. Psst, taste it. Yeah. <laughs> spicy hot pots. Custom fit. Uh, so Tasty, I, spicy <laughs> hot ones. <laughs> This is a spicy hot one. We're in the middle of it right now. It's so good to be right in the middle of a hot, right. spicy, tasty one. Uh, and so I remember one of the guys was really big. The other guy was like shorter, but certainly a good drinker. You know, okay. he knew so his you, way you knew around the, the bar. Were you competing against them or against that number on the wall you know, or competing against yourself? We had said from the beginning that we weren't competing against one another. That that felt like then you're then that's mm-hmm. sort of a dangerous game Absolutely. of one Yeah. It was we were just trying to match the record. That's what we wanted to do. Okay. I don't even know if it was twenty two. That feels even high. It might have been like 18. It was something that – it was a number that you felt like it was possible, but it still seemed like no one could have done such a thing. But it was the guy. It's the same name every day. This guy is famous at this bar and in this neighborhood for having drank – You know, let, let's call it 18 beers, okay? okay. And so – I'd like to call it 22 since that's what you started with. And these are pints. All right, <laughs> 22, but I'm going to have to do a little math here. Okay. So just know that it was in that range. Mm-hmm. So we got into it, and I'd say about six or seven beers in, we all were really handling things well. I mean, it's just, you know, you got to know these guys are drinkers. I've always had a high tolerance. My father has a high tolerance. So we had six or seven beers, and really only the smaller fellow with the glasses – you know, was starting to seem a little like he's slurring. There seemed to be some tipsiness. So now, you would say he was maybe in uh, Spit Toinkerville, but he, you were just Toinkered. Yeah. Well, no, I think everybody – he would was beginning to be Toinkered, okay. and the two of us were pretty Nothing. good. Okay. Now, what we failed to understand – and there this will might be a graph be part because I was at 21. If anyone can get a graph together, I'd love to send it to these guys. Every episode's going to have a graph. Both of them look like Taylor Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know, and and, the, and a, a man that looks like Taylor Swift deserves a pie graph of an experience that they probably don't even remember. Now, he was beginning to get toinkered, okay? okay. Now, what we didn't realize is – then we were pushing in, and then we got, I think, to double digits. So now each okay. of us has had about 10 beers. Maybe this guy is a little toinkered, is maybe on his ninth beer. Then what we forgot is that alcohol, especially <laughs> beer, doesn't happen immediately. It's not uh, – this is one of the drawbacks of alcohol yeah. opposed to marijuana. If you smoke marijuana, mm-hmm. it's got, it comes in – It's immediate. Right? Don't you think in yeah. the next minute or two you're going to feel – High. If you don't smoke a lot, then maybe you're going to get really, really high, and you're on your way to that. But you definitely you can you can regulate marijuana much easier. Mm-hmm. Whereas alcohol is entering the the blood, you know, it's it's coming into the system. 
So as we both kind of got to 10, we suddenly all were toinkered, you know, and probably on the verge of being spatoinkered. Okay. So now, now we're toinkered. Now, the other problem with alcohol is that as soon as it kicks in, now remember this is nine beers right. in one sitting. So we, yeah. we've been sitting here. We haven't been trying to drink fast because we were smart enough to know that. But we, we've been there for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours now. And then all of a sudden, you're at 10 beers, and not only does it kick in that you're toinkered, and then then the courage that accompanies alcohol comes in, and the self-confidence and the bravado that just has made us all just so happy about so many things that we've done while we're intoxicated, uh, obviously being ironic there. Then, uh, th- So then at that point, we're all toinkered, and we're going, this is great. We're not even spatoinkered yet. Yeah. You know? We're going to be able to do this. It's 10 beers. We're only – I'm going to have to go back to saying you know, eight, 18 beers. Okay, I think. let's go back. But yeah. you know, we, we're only eight beers away from, from the thing. It's just in a day, so you can stay yeah. there for as long as you sure. want. Now, we both drank about 12, and I think this was the moment when the, the huge Texan guy – was really spatoinkered, and and I also was, uh, and then the little fella is about to just be be out. And this the is the camp. moment in I the mean, story he, where I'm I'm starting to question the the validity of an overseas education. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, I know, I know, but look, like, but go on. <laughs> we were trying, we were learning perseverance. So, yeah. <laughs> so the three of us. So now the little fellow is already starting to talk about again, not like a little fellow, like still. Built like a brick shit house, you know. Okay. I mean, the guy, yeah. I still wouldn't want to fight him, but he's, he says, you know, I, guys, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it the whole way. We're at twelve. To him, at this point, he may have been seeing the lights of Yonderville. Mm. Is that where we're at? How many drinks had he had? Twelve beers. Twelve beers. In about so four yeah. hours. Twelve beers. I would be probably seeing the lights of Yonderland. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the end of him pretty much. Well, he's just he's starting to talk about pulling the cord, the rib cord, you know? Mm-hmm. And so and he actually had attached a rib cord to his polo shirt. Which was convenient. Totally yeah. useless. I mean it's convenient, yeah. but it was a useless mechanism. Yeah. I, I think it actually ripped his shirt. Sure. So, you were, by the way, wearing a sweater vest at the time. I had a you? sweater vest with two rib cords that I pull and just <laughs> sleeves come down on either side. Just <laughs> suddenly it's a full sweater. He was wearing some leg shirts. Yeah, so yeah. we're, so we are, so so we're 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 at this point. So we we say, you know, we're encouraging him. We're saying, let's let's move on. Let's keep pushing through. I think around fifteen beers. You know, maybe another two or three beers in. He's full on like, forget it. I gotta go. He's like, I'm gonna throw up. I think he did throw up at like it was one of those situations where he threw up. He got outside the walking. restaurant, but not yeah, enough outside the restaurant that it was good a good thing. It's right. Like, you might as well have thrown up in the restaurant because then we have a mop and stuff. Right. Now it's just seeping into the cement, mm-hmm. you know, that that type of thing. But he, he did stick around for a bit before he left. So now it's just me and this other gigantic guy. And at this point, I think we there was a little bit of like, I bet I can do it. Well, I bet I can do it. And that's when we pushed into the 15, 16 beer thing. Now, the, this time scheduling thing has gone totally out the window, you know? Has it been more than 24 hours yet? No, 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 no. no. It is. I mean, at this point, I think it's only been about five or six hours. Okay. You know, this is the problem is we shouldn't yeah. have, we should have been, we should have gotten there at 11. We ended up getting there at four. We kind of wanted to finish. It was a daytime thing, or maybe we got there at three. But at this point, we're sort of at five hours, four or five hours. 
And I got to tell you, after 50 – remember, these are not cans of beer. These are pints mm-hmm. of beer, full pints. After about 15, 16 pints of beer, I don't care who you are. You're seeing the lights of Yonderville. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the distance. I don't know how close they were for him and me. Yeah. At that point, I checked out. I went into the bathroom. I threw up. There didn't seem to be any uh, any indication that throwing up was not a part of it. But I threw up all over the ground and the bathroom, <laughs> and then I came back. Now, if you throw up, I think some people, if you're drunk enough, you think, well, I just got rid of a bunch of alcohol. It's right, no big deal. It's like, no, up. that's not the case. Yeah, your stomach really work is that full. Way. You've, the the alcohol once it gets into your system, it's not coming out from throwing up. You know, right. you're just trying to get rid of it's sort of the, like the, a divorce. You still have a relationship with that person. I'm gonna. I, <laughs> <laughs> you're still burdened by the whole experience. I think yeah, it's a divorce with kids, but the kids like, oh, just went all over the floor. I'm better now. The side yeah. of the stall. <laughs> So, because you really have splattered their life against yeah. you know, the proverbial bar bathroom that is life, that is growth and development. So and now I'm going to return to maybe it was like 21 beers, I'll say, okay. because then when I came back in, the other guy, I mean, he just looked checked out. You know, you ever yeah. seen a guy at a bar who's yeah. like, if he turns to you, I was like, hey, man, how you doing? And he just turns to you that guy and he doesn't at, even see yeah, you. Yeah, I usually see that guy in the mirror. Uh <laughs> Like midway through the evening, I, when I yeah, I'm just right. such a lightweight. So, so 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 now we're at least. I remember we at least were at we were at 17 beers or 18 beers. Let's you know, let's say it's 20. So now it's just we've drank an inhuman amount of alcohol. I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't even know. I'm not sure I know anybody who in one sitting can drink 18 beers. I mean, maybe a couple no. guys from. Chicago I'm hoping I'm about to meet one can do it. Well. Here's the problem. Oh, shoot. So we're at 18 beers, and at this point, I remember saying to the guy, that's when the wolves show This up. all gets foggy. <laughs> we weren't even at a bar at that point. We were somewhere in the forest, covered in red meat and blood, just going, oh, oh, come and get it. Uh, actually, I don't want to interrupt you. Is that Duran Duran hungry like the wolf over there? Yeah, <laughs> it okay. is. Yeah. Duran. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Duran. Where's Duran? Yeah. So... So we're at eight. We're at, we're at eighteen beers, and I think that's the moment that me and the bigger fella, the little guy, I think got another beer because he just wanted to hang out. He, but he was still in the fifteen, sixteen range. That's when we sort of turned to each other, and we had this terrible, awful moment where both of us sort of looked at each other. Again, this is fuzzy, but we said. We can do this. And that that was where we went wrong, uh, is that we no. decided to to join in solidarity to both be able to get to get to the finish to that twenty one mm-hmm. beer point or whatever that is. Um so I was afraid something worse happened. There was, I was afraid that was the moment you threw we into, just you threw, threw up into, into each, each other's, other's face. <laughs> You know, I, I have I, the only time that's ever happened. I've thrown up, but luckily the other guy threw up the exact same time, and the the streams of puke hit each other midair and then went up and down. None of it got in my mouth. None of it got in his mouth. It just sprayed upwards and around us, like just two waterfalls from opposing ends of the earth, and then connecting the same. A, a puke eclipse. Almost a puke clips, a puke clips. So now we're okay. Jo- so you decide you're going. Now for we're it. joined in solidarity. Yeah. We think we can get it. I-, I remember also thinking like once more into the breach, dear friend. Exactly. You know, if we don't stay here, the party will end. Did literally. anyone ever yell out at one point? I can't feel my face. No, that didn't. Yeah. That that never happened. I don't, there was really no yelling. So okay. 
Now, a, good friend, of, a yeah. good friend of mine, Ava Henninger, who's just a, a lovely person, really Ava great. Henger Morrison? Ava Henger Morrison. Yeah. She, she had by that time come to join. It wasn't trying to do this challenge, but just wanted to hang out and, and be impressed by this. Okay. It wasn't impressive. I mean, she's in the, the room with me trying to get me to point my head towards the toilet. I think at one point I was yelling at a stall door and vomiting at it. I mean, it just was bad news. So you had thrown up and now you're coming back for more. I'm back you into threw it. threw up at what number? What was it? 16, 17? Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe 17. Okay. So now the two of us have joined in solidarity. We're going to, we're going to do it. Now I remember the only thing that I do really remember about this part is that I started running around in a circle in the bar yelling, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're definitely going to do it. He was, he was the kind of drunk that just didn't move after he, he got to a certain point. I, I don't even, he may, I mean, he might as well have just shit his pants on the stool because there's nothing that was going to make him leave. So then I came back, I sat down and I just remember so clearly that I told the bartender, I go, we're going to do it. And the bartender without just blinking an eye was like, no, you're not. And it was just this amazing thing where I was like, we're three beers away. How how could we not do it? And I think it just was that he'd seen so many people attempt it and probably so many had come to the finish line. It was – yeah. What what, what mile is it when you're running around? It's 26 miles. I know there's a wall at like 20 miles. I think it's 15K, right? I'm, I'm not uh, for for 26 miles, is not a full which is marathon. marathon. Yeah, 26 miles, 0.2 miles is a marathon, and you hit a wall, and people are doing great, and then they hit it. Your wall, or this guy knew there was a wall at about 18 beers. He, he knows that there's a wall before you get to 20 beers. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I think it was 21 beers. Okay. So I, I sort of go, and I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so I'll see you in hell, and you'll see me somewhere near there. I, if I can, where is it again? You know, and he's just, I'm just so shit faced. And then he says, <laughs> he's just like, all right, I'll keep, you know, I'll keep this all in Spanish. He's like, I'll keep serving you, but I, I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to do it. It was also, he saw how drunk yeah. we were, yeah. and it was. But I remember that that nineteenth beer or twentieth beer was just impossible to get through. I mean, my body really was saying, "Like, don't you now think beer is disgusting? You're going to, you know, it just it was hard to drink each sip." You know, I've I've done plenty of eating contests in my life, and there is that sort of final moment when you know, just that moment when you're sort of eating that kind of last piece of an entire pizza, yeah, and it, it, it's slowing down not because you can't eat more, but because your body is just like that's it. This is this is the end of this whole thing. I I, I I'm not sure I got to the bottom of that beer. Because mm. at what that happened? point, just passed out? I just blacked out. I didn't pass out, but I blacked out. I think Ava said that I I totally forgot that I was at the bar or trying to do this thing and said something like, let's go see a movie. We got to get some hair and we got to go find a candy shop and we could get just the, the my motivation changed right. from the very well, reason I had been in a bar for at this point. Now we've been there for eight hours. It was a right. work day full of sure. drinking. Now, I, I also remember that 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 throughout that beer. 
the the guy that I was with just kept going, I can't do this. I'm not going to do it. There's no way to do it. He just he would keep drinking. He'd keep right. sipping, but after he'd sip, he'd be like, it. it just is not going to happen. It can't be. And then there was a part of me that wanted to be like, hey, why don't you stop drinking if you know you can't do it? But that same part of me had lost the ability of the speech but, and any know, comprehension. Alcohol is a drug. So what you're saying is you wouldn't have had the energy after that for sex and rock and roll. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely and not. that answers the question, sex, drugs, or rock and roll, who has the time? I mean, that was the shortest triple banger <laughs> there is. Long story short, we did not beat the record. And I've never walked out of a place I don't think that was a more... long story short. I, uh, <laughs> in fact, I think... I think that people could. That was the long longest thing we've ever done. Less I think longer. people could drink along with the story. Yeah, there is a drinking game. There's where a every drinking time game I where say drink the word along, drink, you, you take drink a sip. along with the story. Yeah. But I loved it. Where did you wake up the next day? I don't know. I mean, I, I know that it ended in that. Thank God, Ava was there because she somehow got me to head back to wherever it was that I was going. But I just. You know, I, I we had a I think we had apartments in there. I, I don't remember much about the trip after okay. that. Yeah, but well, uh, pretty much blew the trip out. No, but it was, uh, you know, I got back safely and went to sleep. And I remember I didn't throw up after that. You know, it just I've never walked out of a place feeling more like a fool for having overestimated my abilities and with more respect. For a man that I never met and will never meet, mm, there is just yeah. something to it. I do remember yeah. kind of stumbling outside. I remember, she, you know, there was a sidewalk and then grass, and I just went straight for the grass and fell into the grass and wanted to stay there for a bit before we left to see a movie. Can you imagine watching a movie with a guy that's had nineteen pints of beer? <laughs> just like either he's passed out or he's like, oh, you don't know me. Who's on the screen? A fancy sound? Where's him? Junior bets. I mean, it just would have been a, a goddamn disaster. I do. I, I do. I, I've always. I, I have moments where I think about it, and I, I want. I would. I what. I wanted to meet that guy. Probably yeah. somebody beat the record. I want you I'll to go back there. It, it might have been that man's name was John Goodman. That man's <laughs> from what name I understand, John Goodman. I don't know what he was doing in Argentina, but what were you doing there, really? I mean. Guess having, what? Having the time of my life. This was that was the best triple banger in terms of length. Uh, you know, I, I uh, let's talk about the selling out. In all seriousness, do you feel like you sold out? You've mentioned this twice. You felt you sold out because I saw the Motorola thing, and I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, and mainly it was you were lying on a bed. I thought the bed was really funny, but it didn't matter who was. It was a funny ad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... You felt like it was a sellout in some way? Well, it, it's just an interesting and new feeling because I do think we tried the hardest to make it, it funny as we could. Um, I don't think there are a lot of opportunities in advertising when you have talented directors like Speck and Gordon, when you have advertising copy that is funny, when the idea lends itself to allowing me now, to sort of... You were funny. You, it looks like you were improv to bring my comedy. Yeah. I did. I did. But to bring sort of what is different or mediocre about me as a comedian to the table and get paid for it, I mean, you know. You don't really think you sold out. You're just saying that. No, I, I mean. Because I, I don't think you did, I, but I don't believe you even I'm, think you did. Because well, you look like you're having fun. And now I'm going to say what you think, and you're just going to shut up. I'm joking. Okay. No, Go on. Fine. I interrupted I feel like you. a bit of, bit of a sellout, on. actually, now that, now that you mention it. You sort of feel bad about um, it? 
yeah, I've just never had an experience where, you know, you're doing it and, and you're doing it to be funny. And to me, it doesn't matter what medium of comedy, as long as people get a chuckle out of it or think it's funny, that's better than having to watch an ad that's just stupid or cheesy or whatever. And I, the product is really cool. You know, this this new phone, the Moto X, is actually a pretty impressive phone and does some things that no other piece of technology has done before. That being said, you know, the the, the main motivator for it, if they had said, well, you're going to do this for free, I would have said, fuck you, get out of my apartment. And right, they would but you say, also this is my done- apartment. And I would say, then why did you invite me over <laughs> and let me sign a lease? And they said, it's not a lease. You just sign the kitchen table. And I'll say, well, it looks like a lease with four legs from here. All those things, you know, but I... I had, to, I, but you also wouldn't have done it if you weren't allowed to be funny. If you looked at the script and you're like, "This is embarrassing. I'm standing with a horse, or whatever." I mean, I don't think there's anything embarrassing about standing with a horse. But I, 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 I mean, I don't know that I've ever been next to a horse and gone, "I can't believe this is where I ended up." I mean, one of my good friends, you weren't Tucker doing anything as an equestrian. You're right. It, it, there's, you weren't doing the humiliating. There's nothing humiliating about it, and that's why it's so. You weren't cleaning up after a horse. But even that shouldn't be embarrassing, because now if any of the twelve and a half listeners are, you know, clean up horse shit for a living, you're sitting there saying you should be embarrassed of your vocation. No, you should not be embarrassed cleaning up after a horse. But you don't have to go on TV <laughs> and try to make that funny and act like you think it's funny because that's love, not your favorite part. Why did you go that's straight your, to the horse? It's not your favorite just, part. Do you have horses on the brain that you were like? It's not as if you're standing next to a horse. I don't know that that's embarrassing. Well, it's not as if you're cleaning up after a horse. We weren't even talking about shit, really. It could have just been that the horse came in the kitchen and then left, and you got to clean up all the footprints. I, I actually had to veer off. I was thinking of a specific ad that someone did that I thought would, it was just humiliating. And I, right. and I veered off so far that, that it didn't make sense. And that's really what happened. <laughs> well, I was trying not to embarrass a friend, so if anybody ever hears this. So I, I veered off, but I guess- and, and I tried to do an analogy of the ad that person did where I was like, that's humiliating. I would never have done that for any amount of money. There's yeah. none. Well, you know, but I, if you I were the guy, you know, he's Summer's the guy. Eve if every commercial. time people see you and they go, "He's the guy that cleans up horses on TV, cleans up after horses," <laughs> Not even and after they him. crap on his he head, just, they yeah. crap on his head during the ad. He just as, washes him down they and then wash him shit down on his head with his horse shit, and that's how he sells uh, <laughs> phones. Yeah, I would say, well, I don't know if that was worth it. So it wasn't just the money; it was also that you weren't being crapped on by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Which was one of the options brought to the table. I would have made twice as much money. Uh, I mean, here's maybe the reason that it feels a little like being a sellout is that at this stage in my career, I didn't have to do it, even though I sort of did because I've got two major things coming out in summer 2014. Uh, among a couple other things that are really, really high visibility, high risk. And I need to be able to, if both of them fail, one being if Transformers 4 comes out and people are like, he is the fraud that we always suspected he would be, or he's terrible, or he's grating, or he's abrasive in this. And if the this sort of first movie that I'm kind of starring in and top lining and getting in front of totally bombs, I'm going to be seriously fucked in Hollywood around town as to whether or not... 
I'll be able to get another job. What will the nature of those jobs well, be? And, that, and that's what's so great. That's why this podcast is a great fallback position. I mean, it's not a fallback. It's at the forefront of this horse washing generation. You know, I... But listen, I'm just telling you, I saw these ads. They're funny. They'll probably be funnier than some of the things you end up doing in your future. I'm not saying that... I'm just saying that they're, they're, they're nothing to be embarrassed about at all. Well, I appreciate that. Because that's the key. Here's is the it thing. funny or I'm, not? I'm not embarrassed. Yeah. That's what's weird. Is this the first time? Because I really am all about selling out before you even started. Because I think there is no selling out. We live in a celebrity culture where someone like Jessica Simpson or Puff Daddy or even Mark Wahlberg has his own line of water. Right. And these people are doing perfume. It makes you run differently. It it really, really makes a lot less. It brings down the flapjack. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, the little flappy jacks. Yeah, the flappy jackers. You know, I wonder if. You know, that sort of that theory and philosophy came to a crossroads with this particular campaign because as I walked away from it, it's like there's no way not to feel like the primary motivation was money, even if the money is going to be used to. I mean, I can go and make a, a feature film with that money. I can go, and as we've talked about, people have this, you know, misconception. That if you're in films and on television, you just make these truckloads of money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I asked you how much you thought I made for Transformers 4. And, you know, it was in the high end of the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it is not. No, I I was stunned. Just so you guys know, and I I hope that I'm not out of line revealing this. Here's the amount. What they do is they put him under a horse. And the horse just (laughs) urinates and craps on its head. And I didn't think that was a reward at all. You really do it for the the love of the game. He told me that's how the business works. And so I said, well, yeah, he actually just gets underneath a horse and just gets uh, crapped on. So I was stunned by that. Well, I I think (laughs) – but you know, luckily you didn't. You know, allow you, them to make that the commercial. You do. People think promotes oh, the movie itself. You did this movie. You must have made three quarters of a million dollars, or you know, you make five hundred thousand dollars in these movies, and you don't. You make literally. You can look it up, but you make SAG minimum mm-hmm. to be in these major motion pictures. That's the way the economy is, and those things. You know, that that amount of money isn't enough to really sustain you if you need to take a year. To, to turn things down until you find the right project or something that's creatively fulfilling. You know, I bought six boats last year, six and a half, Which, if yeah. you count a little yeah. tugboat yeah. that I carry around my biggest boat that's just filled with lobster tails. Yeah. Those are all leased. Do you yeah. understand? Six leased boats. I got yeah. boat payments out of the goddamn wazoo. Yeah. And I was trying to think of sort of boat terminology that could replace wazoo, but what can replace a wazoo? It, it's better than what I – that's yeah. where the money's coming and out And it's better of. than what I was coming up with because I was thinking you were going to say out the kazoo. Right, which at least we're at makes the a rock noise. And roll hall right, of fame. at least that makes a noise. So I don't know. I mean I think also they just well, came out and, and, and maybe I'm having a reaction to that. But I definitely – They're the, funny. The biggest conversation that I had about it was – is this going to ruin sort of everything that I've worked for? Are people going to see these and not turn against me, but just kind of be like, oh, he really doesn't have any artistic integrity. He really do any ev- anything and everything when really the volume of stuff that I do is because I think that I should try and reach as many people right. as possible the, the, the and long- make as, get as many different types of people to laugh. And you, also many know, you also know that the, yeah. And you also know that the, the more stuff you're doing, the more you're out there and the, the more successful you become, because you are ascending still. The more I, horses I, will shit, on your, shit head. on your head. 
but also the more people that will hate you. So that's it's going to happen anyway. So why not make a Motorola commercial? You know, instead of having a a, a horse uh, crap <laughs> all over your head. Let's move on to Tweetalize. It's a working title. Until they think of a better name for it, this is Tweetalize. I think it should be called Horse Crap Parade. <laughs> Are, are all three of us laughing at the image of one of us? And are, when you think of a, a horse crapping on your head, Cash, are you thinking of a man sitting down and he yeah. craps? Yeah. Are you right? On his back? <laughs> Ryan's got the worst one that he's actually laying pi- on his back like he's trying to take a nap on his tummy. And horse I, is sitting here's on. what I'm picturing. I pictured a very tall horse and a man standing around. <laughs> no, that's so funny. I'm picturing... I'm picturing a man sitting on a footstool working on a horse's hoof, and the horse just just drops oh, an extremely large load on his head. So he doesn't even know. <laughs> he doesn't know it's And coming. also what we're interested in is, <laughs> and he's what do you covered, guys imagine the defecation to look like? Is it just full-on diarrhea? It's fairly dry uh, it's in my <laughs> vision. I'm not that gross. What about you? What do you think? It's horse crap, like when you go yeah, so then yeah. to me, it's not even that big of a deal because it's, it's just it's these sort of dry. pellets. They're large pellets. I, I, but I picture and, and such an no enormous when, amount of it where it completely <laughs> engulfs him to the point where he's almost not visible throughout the commercial. And then he, from inside the horse manure, he reaches Holds out and has a phone in his hand. <laughs> That's the exact ad <laughs> that I'm picturing. That's the best one because I just imagined that it wasn't that much crap and it came out in large dry pellets. So they sort of bounced off his we head. To- and then he's like, Best Buy. You know, we, have to f- <laughs> we have to film this now. We have to <laughs> make an alternative ad. <laughs> then I'm thinking, how big is this guy? <laughs> how much does the horse have to eat to completely envelop a person? And is the tail up the whole time? How long can you hold your tail up to be able to defecate enough to envelop a man? How big is this man? I was picturing you. I, I, I was picturing you. That is so much to- crap. I know. Here's what I imagine. But me either crouching or standing. That's what I call selling out. And, and that's my the, definition. Maybe the horse is on four different footstools. <laughs> the horse is on footstools. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Kaler at Killer Kaler writes, is it inappropriate to tell someone you're about to go masturbate? Yes. Really? Yeah, because you don't people- want to imagine. I mean, it's one thing to say, "Hey, I'm going to go have sex with someone," but even I like if I, I I have some friends I seem to recall. I don't know how this is coming back to me, but that they will go. They'll be like, "I'm going to go have sex right now." It's like I, if you're my buddy, I don't want to imagine what you look like having sex. It's weird. It's it's probably looks stupid. That's the biggest thing. It's not even like, "Ooh, it's gross." It's just like maybe it's gross when you think of your parents having sex. But it's just dumb. Like I just imagine I, – I've tried to imagine my friends having sex and I can't imagine them being cool while they do it. OK. Well, let me tell you a little story then and just see. This, is, this all just came back to me. I have a friend that – it's so weird how to see flashes of memory. You know, it's almost like – it's almost like a born identity, this episode, where it's all starting you – know, I have like dream sequences where it's just coming back to me. Apparently, after a show once, uh, one of my oldest friends, we went out after the show, 
And there was, you know, this girl that tagged along and I happened to, you know, stay up all night and, uh, with her, you know, out on the town, TJ. And, uh, she, eventually we kind of started to, you know, we, we took it back to the condo, the comedy condo. He was staying overnight just as a friend of mine mm-hmm. in the s- spare room. And uh, I, I kind of started to fool around with this girl. And it was very early in the morning. And the next day I was out to lunch with my friend. And I said to him, wow, that really, that, that was a long night. I, I mean, it took me a while to really develop the trust of that uh, <laughs> beautiful girl or whatever I said. You know, probably very, I'm sure I was really classy about what I said. Yeah, very debonair. Very debonair. I'm glad she was able to spend the night. I'm glad we were able to give her a place to sleep. I probably said something like that. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I mean, I... I saw the whole thing, and I, I said, "What do you, what do you mean?" What? I, what do you mean? He goes, "Well, I I, uh, I kind of slid into your room and uh, was watching." <laughs> I said, "What?" <laughs> now here's the part that I don't remember. Seriously, not just because I have amnesia. I don't remember this part. I'm not sure. He may have masturbated while he was watching. Oh, I don't it, know. Yeah, a, I don't see that's the line. Is that the line that's been crossed? Cross. I think he he you was just peering don't want in. Your friend was, to be masturbating to you in any capacity. I was flattered. I felt flattered. <laughs> Only you that he had confidence in me. Only whoever you are would be flattered by that. I, I was flattered. I was flattered, and you know he's he remains no, a good friend. I, I don't want any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't think that would be my ideal situation. But you're right. What does it mean to kind of slide in to watch the sex? No, I agree. I I don't like I don't like. What when if she looked over and she saw you? There were some risks that this guy took. That's what really surprised me. I was like, <laughs> "Are you serious?" I think you were sort of proud of his bravado. I was. I was really kind of excited about. It. I was. I was. Did you, did like you ask said, him? Did you say like, "Hey, what did you think? How did I do?" How was my performance? I didn't ask that. That that I didn't feel insecure about it because I felt like he really was the one that we could be judging at this point. You know what I mean? Like, why should I be insecure about my performance? <laughs> He's the one that snuck <laughs> in my room and watched me with this girl. That's not exactly classy. It's such a weird. It was a weird thing to do. It's a but weird he's kind thing of a funny, like perverted guy. He's kind of a funny. <laughs> he wants. He want he's a funny dude though. He wants uh I don't even know if I want to tell too many of these stories. I mean <laughs> it's we might have to edit it out. That's the problem. But yeah, you know some people are they're funny in a perverted way. Sort of. I think it was fine what he did. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. He'll be on next week's show. He'll be on next week's show. But here the original question Trust was me, is it inappropriate fine. to tell someone you're about to go masturbate? I don't. I do agree with you. I don't think it's good to tell someone that. I don't even like when people tell me what they're about to go do in the bathroom. I don't. I got to go take a number. I got to go take a dump. I'll be. I got to yeah, drop some. I, don't I, don't, I got to go drop all. off some kids at the pool. I don't. Who is why are you telling me? Shit why are you? I, you've heard people say that though. How, yeah. How weird is that though? That they're like, I got to go drop off. Some I don't want to hear what you're going to do in there. I don't want. I have no interest in knowing. Yeah. What's going to happen and inside? Certain things there. are supposed to be private, like having intercourse with a woman. <laughs> I can't believe he slid in. He yeah. said, you know, I kind of slid in there. I just imagine if the I'm doors gonna, open a little bit and he just tries to slide through it. I think he I I have to call him and ask if he if he masturbated, but it's kind of a gross story and okay. uh, just here's, a shout out to my friend. Uh, here's another one. Shout out to my friend Kip Winger. It, here's, I, uh, <laughs> here's another one. Uh is it inappropriate to call your buddy and ask if he was masturbating while he watched you having sex? 
He has one other story that just blew my mind. I'm just going to come out and say it. This blew my mind. Okay, this is not an urban legend. I love this guy, so I think he'll be, think it's funny I told this story. He picked up a hitchhiker uh, and, and uh, started fooling around with her. And uh, they started having sex. And then he realized this same person was uh, not a girl. He started to feel, he's like, what is that? And now. Yeah. And she was like, those are my balls. And this is my favorite part. So I go, so what did you do? Did you like, scream and did you pull out? What did you do? And he goes, yeah, you know, I was already there. I mean... <laughs> No reason not to finish. I, I was just <laughs> wait. So he was actually having sex with this girl guy, like, yeah, and and he just was like grabbing her butt and trying to get yeah. on there, and then felt two balls hanging down. Yeah, who keeps the balls but gets I think rid of maybe the dick? They were, maybe they were, um, you know, patched up high. I don't know what, the, what how the, how it works. I'm not an expert at this. <laughs> maybe there was like a you know some type of. Uh, I don't know cylinder device that they, they were stuck. I, I don't know what I don't know what happened, but that that blew my mind. That was. That it, would you have stopped? I believe so. I would. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. But I can't like say for think, sure. Even at the precipice of orgasm, I would go. You know, this is a little different than I had expected. <laughs> uh, so that's the uh, what was that? To not the hunger well, here, games. Here, not the I hunger games story. Yeah. I gotta, what was that that movie? It's certainly not the Hunger Games. The Crying Game. Crying Twilight, Game. Twilight, Twilight. Yeah, the Crying Game. Twilight. They had an episode uh, like that in Twilight. Yeah. Uh okay, so I'll tell this story. Okay. So the um I I I I loved this this uh club in uh Chicago called Berlin and I love it for a bunch of reasons. One is that it's like a tranny club, so it's always it's always a fun place to go and say like, is that a guy or a girl? We'll make bets on it, stuff like that. Two, it's very funny to try and get all my Chicago comedy friends to come to that place because it's the, we all stick out like a sore thumb. But three, most of all, it's always open until four in the morning. It's right in the center of the city. It's one of the only bars open that late. So <clears throat> you can tell between homophobia and drinking, which way the scale, the tater tot tips. Uh, it will always be towards drinking. Um, so, you know, I was going there and uh, I, had, I had a bunch of friends and then they all left and, you know, I was just kind of hanging out, kind of having one last beer and just people watching. They also have good music, you know, so it's a fun place to dance it up. And this, this, you know, young woman named Brittany came over and, you know, she didn't have like long hair, but it was, you know, it, it, it was long enough and very feminine features. And, um, and I, I was, you know, I was by this time pretty drunk and I was like, Hey, do you know where I can get some marijuana? You know, and she goes, yeah, I think I can call a buddy of mine. And I was like, okay. And then she goes and calls this guy. This is always, you know, these things are always so sketchy when you yeah. retell them. Yeah. But in your mind, you're like, well, she knows a guy. I better just give her the money and see when yeah. she comes back. You can trust anyone in this world, <laughs> especially at 3.30 a.m. <laughs> I was just talking like an old West prospector. And, um, you know, so... Uh, she goes off, she calls her buddy, she comes back, she's like, yeah, he said he can bring some marijuana, 
but it's going to take like 30, 40 minutes. And th- we were really at last call. I mean, that's why the other people had taken off and I was just going to have one last beer. So it's like 3.45 in the morning. I live pretty close to there. And so uh, I go, well, why don't you just come over and, you know, I think I have some vodka and we can just like hang out and and uh, and have a drink. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. So as soon as we get out of the light, I'm like, oh, this is a tranny. This Even in that drunken state, I was like, oh, this is like a transsexual. It's like a guy that's like, you know, has tits and stuff. It's it's one. Of, I don't even know what that's called. Is that a tranny or a transsexual or transgender. a transgender? So what is a tranny? That's a transgender. Uh, yeah. Isn't it a guy who looks like a girl and has breasts but still has a penis? No, it can go either way. I mean, you mean that in more ways than one. Is considered uh, kind of derogatory. Really? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, what else is going to be? What? What do you want? <laughs> Jesus, nothing is okay to say anymore. Golly, it's true. I feel weird saying faggot, and I wouldn't ever say it anymore. But it was it was just a little while ago that that was just a way of describing a homosexual guy. Well, long story short, if you want to have a dick and tits, then I won't call you tranny. I'll just call you Bobalina or something. So, you know, again, Brittany, this girl, I'm like, oh, you know, you're you're a you're a tranny, and she's like, yeah, 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 and and but if there wasn't an energy that we were like going to hook up, or I thought this was a girl, and who knows what will happen. It really just felt more like two drunks that were like. Let's keep drinking and get some some weed to smoke later. So she came over to my house and my buddy, I think was at a girlfriend's house. And then our third roommate, this uh, girl that I hopefully did not, does not listen to this podcast. But um, I live with this girl, Anne, who I knew since elementary school. And they just weren't there. And so we get back and, you know, it's a pretty big place. And we get back and I... Um, I open the, uh, I open the, <laughs> I still to this day think that this, uh, this chick or whatever it was is like really pretty funny. So I, I, I open, I open the freezer. There's not like a lot of vodka left, but there's enough. So then I put a little vodka, um, you know, in two glasses and we start drinking and I just started asking her about stuff. You know, we're waiting for this guy who, event, uh, by the way, never came. Like, it was just the sketchiest, weirdest yeah. way for her to, like, have a last drink before leaving. Um, and, uh, you know, Belmont is kind of this transsexual place. So it was, it was, it was, it was sort of an open conversation. It was a big deal. And I said, so what's your deal? And she said, well, I ran away from home. And, you know, I, I guess I, I sort of like, you know, uh, I just I sort of fell into this culture and I've been living in Chicago for this amount of time. It just was asking her about her life. And then I go, but so do you take hormones or what's the deal? She was like, yeah, I took hormones for a while. And then I got these like breast implants. And I think I said something like, you know, can I feel one of them or something like that? But I said it too much, kind of like a dude being like, hey, let me feel that tit, that fake tit, <laughs> you know, and, and <laughs> I think she was like, no, you know. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. And then I said, I said, well, your voice sounds so much like a woman. Remember, we're so drunk because yeah. even as I tell this, I'm like, was I just the biggest asshole in the world? But I just said, you know, your voice sounds, you know, very, very much like a woman's. And she goes, yeah. And I go, was that because of, um, <laughs> so funny on there. it's burned into my mind. I go, is that because the hormones? She goes, yeah. 
It is, but you know, it's also this is just my voice. This is how I've talked for you know for so long. I can hardly remember, but I have, you know, I I have a real voice. You know, like a man's voice. And I was like, let me hear it. She was like, no, I I just don't think that's a good idea. I just I, I don't think you should. Now remember, this is kind of like a smoking hot chick. Like <laughs> right, if, like right. if it was a girl, sure. I would be like, what's the deal? Yeah. What are you doing tonight? So if let's okay, go on, go on. Go on, no, say say. I was gonna say like if. If it ended up happening and you were like my friend, would you have been like, I'm already here? Would you have? I, I can't really apply to hot. this girl because. Because uh, maybe his knew, was really as hot. Soon, as soon as we were in the light. Yeah, you knew. I, I was like, oh, I, this yeah. is a transsexual. Also, we were surrounded by, yeah. you know, trannies. I, I just got to say it like that. I'm sorry. If you're a transsexual and you're in one of the 12 and a half, let me know online if you think it's that's It's amazing a you're remembering term. all this, too. Go on. Well, okay. So, well, you know, look. Yeah. You it's can, all coming back. You can back be right drunk, now. but it's, yeah. Yeah. No, I meant with the amnesia. Oh, well, you know, you look exactly like her. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, I mean, you're, you're a dead giveaway for yeah. her, just a, a, a dead ringer. I forget what it is. Anyway, so uh, I said, well, you know, you should, you know, just come on, just do the, you know, do the voice. If you got a, you know, if you got this guy's voice, I got to hear it. She's like, I'm, I really, really don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, all right, that's fine. So then we keep talking about stuff. And I'm like, you know, where is this guy? Are we going to end up smoking marijuana together? And she's like, you know, he said he was going to come. Let me call him again. So she goes out and she calls him. And then she comes back and she's like, you know, he's not answering. I don't know if he like passed out or what, but I'm going to take off. And I was like, okay, great. Well, look, it was great to meet you, you know. I think drunkenly I was like, we should hang out, get some beers sometime or something. And she kind of looked at me like, do you remember that I'm a girl? Like, stop talking to me like I'm a guy. Like, don't be like, want to go lawn bowling sometime? You know, it's just, I, I couldn't like quite reconcile how to talk to her like a woman because I just saw her as a yeah. dude. And um, so she's leaving and I go, hey, you got to just, can you just do the voice just just once for me? I just, I have never known anybody. You look like such a beautiful woman. You know, you you have such a female voice. You got to just do it once. She's like, ah, fine, ah, fine. And she just goes, just in a regular guy's voice, she's like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And I, my fucking mind <laughs> melted. I, it was the scariest shit uh, to see like a girl suddenly yeah. have a real man's a voice, voice. And it was clearly his voice. Yeah. And my face must have gone fucking white because I just couldn't. It, it was irreconcilable for my mind. Yeah. It was just like. You know, it's like seeing a concave face and you just can't see it as concave. It's, I mean, that's a great optical illusion <laughs> metaphor right now to use as an example. And I just, for whatever reason, because of that face. You've never been able to sleep with no, a No, no, no. I always, I always, I'll never forget it. It was burned into my mind. And then because it freaked me out so much, and I think because I had pushed so hard, she just quickly pulled down her pants and whipped her dick out. No. But so fast. You know, like when you like really flash. Quick. Yeah. So she flashed me with her dick she and then walked it. out. A dick flash. She, yeah, Penis she walked flash. out. And I I think I almost fell over. I mean, because I, at first, the, the, the voice was so jarring to me that then on top of that, suddenly see, you could even really see his dick. I mean, A it was just. Like, flash. It was a lot. I think is you that, probably was that a disrespectful moment. Or I think. Is that, I think the is moment that like was, a beads thing. You, could, you couldn't even thing. really see. I, mean, know, I think he had a small and... dick because of the hormones, and and it was it was a lot of. It was more I wasn't hair even than inquiring about the size dick of it. Flashing, I was. But, <laughs> let me let me just say. Intent was. What is it? I don't care about oh, the size. Well, let me just tell you. So what I'm saying is, it wasn't like a thing like here, look at my dick, or like this, like a presentation. It was just like. 
she had fucked my mind so absolutely by breaking this male voice. And I was clearly visibly so freaked out that she was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to totally pose mine. I'm going to go one step further and just flash my dick at him and literally walk out the door. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, if it was like a buddy and he was like, hey, check it out. And he, he whipped his dick out. I'd be like, you motherfucker. And like hit him in the arm. But instead, this chick is just like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? I'm like, ah! She's like, and also peekaboo. See you later. Just fucking. And I think I I I I, th- I think I remember as she left, she went back to the female voice and was like, "Okay, bye. Thanks for the drink." And that like still. And I think the door closed, and I just stood still for like two or three minutes. I was just like, it really, really blew my mind. <laughs> That's the greatest story. I can't believe you've, you've held that back. I never heard that before. That's how many crazy things have happened in my life that I don't remember. That's just something you say and the way you look made, made that come. Well, I, I have a story like uh, similar in some ways that that. Uh, what are those? That those I've, are my balls. That well, it's. I, I never thought I'd tell this on the podcast, but I, I guess it's time. I think we all trust each other now. Yeah, I was in Brazil. And I met this girl, and she was very pretty. And uh, I, uh, we we went back to this hotel, and I thought things were a little. It seemed too easy for me. I, I was like, yeah. I don't know if I, this girl really likes me. Like, oh, she like, likes is this me. a hooker? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, what happened was, was we get to the hotel, and she has us take a shower, and that was also sort of weird. I was like, oh, that's that's strange. Like why it's this, maybe that's just the way things work here. Right. She was all over me. We took a shower and she lies down on the bed and she had, she had acne like all over the front of her body. Like it just wasn't, it seemed like almost like open open sores. Like just like not, it just wasn't, it wasn't something that was going to happen when I saw her naked. Like I just, it was just not appealing to me. It was really like, so I, I like kind of kind of said, you know, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to head out, you know, like it just was you know, no, was, was it real, your room? Uh no, she had she that was the other thing that should have been a tip off to me. I mean, she she kind of knew where to go and you know, she she had maybe I had given $5 to get into the room or something, but she somehow knew where to take us. And I was very drunk at the time too. But the whole thing seemed sort of like, wow, oh, this is weird. She knows of a good hotel to go to. Yeah, eh, whatever. Everything I was blowing everything off. <laughs> Every and that's what happens when you that's drink. What guys just, will do, yeah, yeah, you're just like, oh, this is strange. She just came onto me out of all these people. <laughs> she just came over and started like kissing me and hugging me. I'm like that's weird. But it didn't even occur to me. I had such a big ego. I was like, oh, she just picked me out of the pack. Yeah, you know. <laughs> this chick's into me. And then like, oh, hotel. Yeah, she probably lives down the street. And she, you know, I was just completely blowing everything off. Shower. Yeah, that's what they do here. You know, they, they like to keep cool. There's no air conditioning. It was a warm summer night. You know, I was completely like, you know, I was like 20 at the time. I was like, oh, I'm sure this is all good. But then when she laid down, I started walking over towards her. I, I was just like, oh, my God. She just, and I was like, you know, I think I'm going to. She didn't speak any English at all. So we weren't communicating the whole time. That should be a tip off too. <laughs> the whole time she's just in Portuguese, being like, "Now remember, I am a hooker, right, and I have right. acne that it looks like right. open sores it all looks, over the front of my bodies." It looked like a you know a bad case of chicken pox, like right over the entire front of her body. I'm like, oh my, this, is, 
this is strange. And I, but I was drunk, but I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to, I think it might be smart to get out of here. And so I, I was really nice. I'm like, you know, I think and we couldn't communicate. So I just started to like put my shirt on and she started to do this. And if you can't see this, but she started to do this after the shower. I didn't do anything with her. I swear. I didn't do anything with her. I just was freaked out. I mean, I had make, I had made out with her on the way there. Did she take a shower separately? We both took a shower and she like washed me. But for some reason, I didn't really notice she washed me. And I'm like, this is kind of. This is kind of therapeutic. I, I don't, not sure what's going on here. I was like so out of like. Imagine not, how weird of a woman is like. Who would? Ooh, I like someone, that guy. I'm going to bring him back to a hotel him. near my place and make I know. him pay for I it. I know. I should have. I'm going to wash him. There were a lot of signs. Okay, a lot of signs. So you so started anyway, put your. So, she, so I started put my shirt on, and I put my short. Started put my shorts on. She started to get really agitated, and she started yelling. She's like, and she started like putting her hands together like money, like I want money. Yeah. And that's when it dawned on me that this was a a call girl. That this was a this was that's that's the first time it dawned on me. It had not dawned on me, honestly. When, when she asked for the when money, when she actually like, oh, asked you're for the a money, hooker. and I go, I'm not going to pay for. We didn't even do anything. I'm not going to. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And so um, she started yelling, and she walked into the hall, and she started yelling down the hall, and I grabbed my shoes and I just started running. And this guy from behind the counter at the hotel started running. We're on the second floor. Started running after oh me. Oh, my God. And I started so running. Scary. And I'm barefoot because I had just grabbed my shoes. Yeah. Now I'm just running down the, uh, down the stairway. And I ran into the streets. And it was, uh, uh, it was, I guess it was called Carnival or something. It wasn't, it wasn't the like thing. It's like Mardi Gras. It's like, Carnival. but it wasn't. Yeah. And uh, I just ran through the streets and the guy didn't catch me. And that was the end of it. And I'd never really, t- I've only told that story like twice in my life. It's a pretty weird Not a story. I, I mean, yeah. those are scary. Those are scary moments. It was scary. Running through the streets. I went, to a, I went to a strip club. It was like, it was called a whiskey bar. So they weren't really dancing. It was like in Argentina, they have these places where you just, it's a bar, but all the girls are prostitutes and only guys okay. are let in. And I didn't really understand that. So I went in, I was just looking to get a whiskey. And so I went in. You know, in my mind, I'm you know I'm young. I'm like in college. In my mind, I'm like, oh, this must this place must have all the Argentinian whiskeys. Like, I bet this this place must be like a really high end whiskey bar. Meanwhile, I get up there. It's like they just are too stupid to know what else to name it. They're like whiskey bar, you know. <laughs> so I get upstairs and I sit down, and these girls come over, and I think they're feigning that they don't understand English, but they're like, hey, you know, would you buy us a drink? I'm like. Well, what's where? Do you have a whiskey list? Like, what are the different whiskeys? And she's like, whiskeys. And I was like, yeah, like I, I want to know different whiskeys. And they're like, four or five whiskeys. And I'm like, oh, you have four or five whiskeys. All right, bring me the, uh, bring me the list. You know, or tell me what whiskeys there are. They said okay, and they came back. And a third girl had brought it over. It was two girls. It brought over two, um. Like table, like what are those called? Like just a tray, tray, tray. two trays yeah. of like ten whiskeys and like eight orange juices. And I was like, "What is this?" Like she started putting them down in front of me, and they're like, "You order four whiskeys for each of us." And uh, she likes orange juice. And what's the other girl? And the girl goes, the girl goes, and it's I think it was the waitress. 
And she goes, she like orange juice. And the girl goes, I don't drink. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't order any of these things. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you drink or you like orange juice. And I, and in what world does a man be like, look, I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but we're all having five whiskeys from the outset. And if you don't drink, you've got to have the same volume, but in orange juice. <laughs> and so, you know, I go, look, I don't want all this stuff. I just came in to see if there were any good whiskeys. And they're like, you have to pay now. I think it was like a hundred dollars, and they're like, "You got to pay." We do all these things. I'm like, "Just put it back in the bottle. No one's drinking." Like, what's, me, you know, I'm trying to do this in broken, uh, in broken Spanish. So I think I'm appearing to be like four or five. No, no, for why? I don't need you. You have no need. Orange juice too much. Who drink orange juice that much? Like just a yelling. And then these two huge guys came over and were like. You need to pay your bill. You just, you know, not in perfect English, but like, you got to pay your bill. You just ordered four whiskeys for these two girls each and four for you. And th- this girl's having four orange juices. <laughs> so I was just like, I remember in Spanish being like, who drank that much? No, no one drank orange juice that much. And then they're like, you got to pay now. And I was like, because I was trying to argue in Spanish, like, even if they did want, it's too much whiskey, but even if a woman wants, an orange juice, two orange juices would be the maximum <laughs> amount of orange juice that I you mean, would drink at a bar. Yeah. It's crazy. And then they're like, you got it. And I sort of stood up to leave angrily and they made it clear that like, I wasn't going to leave without a physical alteration. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of a tough guy. So I remember I stood up and I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm not paying for these things. I didn't order them. And they said, you're, you're going to pay, you know, this is all in Spanish. You're going to pay now. And I just, I looked at both of them in the eyes and I just said, my wallet's in the bathroom, and they're just like. <laughs> Why by the way, I never in been the to locker. the bathroom. There's they a locker just in the bathroom. Me come in. I thought you were going to say I. You were, and I looked at them and I flashed them my penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I talked to the man's and voice. Then I bailed. And they go, "All right, go get it." And I walked into the bathroom and just had a moment in the bathroom. I was like, "Jesus, TJ, if you ever have two people trying to extort money, don't tell them that your wallet Where is in going? the bathroom when you haven't been to the bathroom yet." <laughs> like, what did I leave it from another time that I was there, and that's when I was back? Wedged but I was behind. like, "Hey, before I go get my wallet from the yeah. bathroom, I'd like to order twenty-five drinks, <laughs> seven of which are, are uh, non-alcoholic." Came so back you, and I paid him and I left. You came yeah, back. Yeah. I thought you climbed out the window. Uh, that that was my idea, but the window was too small. Oh, and you know if you try and escape through the window and your 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 waist is bigger than a thirty six, that's called fatty dipping. <laughs> fatty dips. One more, one more, real quick, and I know we got to go. Um, Brad McIntyre at Diddlesworth writes: I don't like guns or big trucks. How should I go about compensating for my tiny penis? Doesn't like guns <laughs> or big trucks. I, like I think that. that's when you become a tranny. That's right? a tranny. Take the hormones, have the tits, scare the shit. How do you compensate uh, for a tiny penis if you don't have guns or big trucks? Hmm. We'll get a, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. I think a lot of Donnie Brooks or Brouhaha's helps yeah, get give you a little a credibility. Yeah. When you saw the bathroom, seriously, though, how much did you consider going out the back? I mean, if the, if the, if the window had been big enough, then I, you know, I you would have done it. I that was your original plan. Yeah. How soon would they have come in and gotten you? I wasn't there for long. I I think a little bit. They they knew what the scoop was. I think they just also knew there wasn't a big enough window to get out of. Yeah. If you're in the business of extorting money from someone, 
that you allow to go to the bathroom, you got to be pretty sure they're not going to be able to get out of there. There was a moment, there was a moment where I did consider just like lying on top of the toilet seat and putting this, the lid down on myself just as a joke for when they came back in. And I was like, no, estoy aquí. No hay nadie aquí. Hey, thanks for listening. This has been our uh, mask episode. I'm glad we got amnesia and did this one segment. Thanks for telling us about it, uh, Ryan. This has been keep so much fun. Keep sending us maskers, I yeah, guess. Yeah, keep sending us stuff. And uh, we, we enjoy doing the show, apparently. So uh, come on back and listen to us next week. Market fresh. Now leaving nerdist.com.